Something's podcast listeners, welcome to episode 24. We're going to be talking about some face injuries, more movie reviews, and also scandal in the MLB. Ooh. All right. So, with me today is my host. It's got to be Luke. Got to be Luke. And not John. Once again, he is not here, but he's busy. I think he had, what, what did he, he was doing premaritals today. Premarital counseling. Yeah, just pre, like saying premarital. <laughs> yeah, premartial arts. Premartial arts. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, oh gosh, so you guys listening right now, this is what, it's been almost three weeks or, uh, full three weeks, or has it been two weeks that we haven't done an episode yet? Two weeks. Last one we did was the Star Wars episode. Right, and And that was... And then we didn't do an episode the week after, and then the week after that we didn't do an episode. Right, yeah, man, it's been a while, so we we should have, it's still entertaining, you know, topics to talk about but you know it's 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 been a while man i feel like i'm i don't know there might be some like old podcast rust i gotta shake off you know just try to make sure i'm in the zone the whole time but uh you know we'll, we'll see what happens with this episode you look so, like you're in the zone but unfortunately looks don't count for anything on a podcast yeah looks looks are very deceiving especially on a podcast <laughs> because if that were the case we would be super popular super oh, duper because popular Dylan is so handsome no i'm not i, I gotta shave man my, my beard's getting out of control I just, actually you know what you need to do what you need to get a buzz cut at some point we will but <laughs> Yeah, speaking of that, uh-huh. John, he's not with us today, but today no. we're recording on February 1st. John is now starting his fast no. from fast foods. The fast food fast. Yeah. So for <laughs> this like entire that. this entire month of February, we should, he's we, going without fast food. We should do like a graphic uh, design thing of like how the fa- uh, fast, fast and Furious franchises, like all the different apps or whatever, and like FFF, fast food fast. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just like make it all like speedy and metallic looking. Yeah, so John's just, gonna be the first one of us to to do his challenge. Yeah, you just gotta buzz your hair, so you could. Yeah, I could. All, you could be done before he is. I, I really could be, and I, I honestly, I think I wanted to try to do it at some point last week, but then I know we t- we discussed it off off microphone uh, about wanting to post it when we do the the head shaving video. So we yeah. should have fun with that. Uh, you know, stay tuned. Hopefully that'll be up. Uh, you said you want to put it on the Insta on the Instas. Yeah, I'll probably make a an Instagram story out of it. Yeah, when I fun. do mine, being handcuffed to Peter, <laughs> oh, we'll probably have a, a relatively long Instagram story chronicling the day. Look, honestly, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't mind being with you guys, depending on what you do. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know where it you're going. But I, yeah, I could get like another perspective on just like how weird this looks in public. Yeah. Like, just get reactions of people looking at you. Like, what the frick are they doing? I just need to find twelve spare hours in my day. I wonder. People are probably going to think you're protesting something. Like, just because like handcuffs, you, you usually think that comes in with like some kind of again protest or some kind of you know freedom of speech act that you're trying to do in yeah. public and it's just like are, are you guys married to each other are you like what are they like what are they trying to get at here <laughs> yeah we're brothers yeah <laughs> gosh we want this to be legal <laughs> oh, uh. so yeah luke like like we discussed it's been two, it's been two weeks since we recorded an episode so you know what what have you been up to in these past two weeks here i started school i've been going to school for two weeks yeah i started the day after the star wars episode oh man so yeah 23 it's, units i'm taking this semester dang yeah. That's almost as many years as I've been alive. That's as many years as I've been alive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fun fact, my birthday is Thursday. Yay! Woo-hoo! Yeah, that'll be I nice. I should have had happy birthday music queued up. That's true. We should have... Hey, happy birthday to... I can, you want me to go get the Marilyn Monroe wig and I can get the dress on and everything? No, it's okay. I just got to stand over a fan or event of some kind. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't I'll give you a real nice birthday. <laughs> 
right. We're not making an Instagram story of that one. Sure we can. No. <laughs> Luke doesn't want the memories, or the nightmares, I should say. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Other than that, though, uh, I did, I talked about it on the last episode. I finished my longboard. Oh, nice. I finished it. And it's good. It's one of the best longboards I've ever made. That is true, guys. Except... I- Oh, no. <laughs> the cutouts for the trucks came out a little bit too wide. Yeah. Just... So the screws are barely in there. Ah, this thing, for sure, one day I'm going to be riding and the wheels are going to fall off. Oh, gosh. And we, we hopefully will have either Peter handcuffed to him or somebody recording at the time. No. <laughs> you think I'm going to ride a longboard with Peter handcuffed to me? Why not? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know what I did do, though? What if he rode one next to you? You know, you know what I did do, though? What's that? I brought my upright bass home from school. Okay. And I had my longboard with me. Mm-hmm. So from the music building to the parking structure, mm-hmm. I've got this big upright bass with the wheels on it. Oh, jeez. And I, I rode the longboard while guiding the, the <laughs> bass. <laughs> Some people looked at me, they're like, that is the coolest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Man, you know, that, that's not even right, because I know when every anytime I was in school, I mean, granted, this is college or, you know, uh, yeah. wherever, um, Man, like, I remember I get picked on so much for having a rolling backpack in, in a junior high. And it's just like, it's so convenient, though. My back doesn't hurt. Like, but people, yeah. like, every time they'd go out of their way to just kick the backpack as I was pulling it. I'm like, you guys suck. Monsters. <sighs> Terrible people, man. Freaking middle schoolers, man. I- I'm glad I was never a kid. I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate them that much. All right. Uh, but, yeah, so was there any other highlights? I know, you, you, like you said, your, your longboard's got a little bit of, you know, wear not wear and tear, but a little, <laughs> a little bit There's of a safety screw. issue for hey, could, sure. Could you say there were some screw-ups? <laughs> yeah. Having said that, it does ride very nicely and it looks very nice too. I'll have to yeah. show you after this. Yeah. Well, you did show me. You showed me the, the board and everything, but you, I don't think you showed me with the grip tape finish on yet. So I maybe that's. I didn't show you after it got stained. No. Oh, I, but you showed me and uh, Thomas, wasn't it, the other day? You oh, showed us picture, what it looked like. Did I show you the picture? Yeah, you brought it out in the. No, you brought it in the garage. We looked at oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were here. Yeah, because I was going to yeah, talk okay. about how good it smelled. You're right. Yeah. Uh, one of the weird things, but I'm just like, as as you grow older, as a Dylan man, Dylan likes just, the smell of wood stain. It's like I, I'm as I grow older, I used to you know hate the smell of Home Depot going there with my with my dad, but like now I'm like, oh these smells, I, I feel like a man. Like <laughs> I don't know what it is. Dylan, I, I just realized something. Oh no, I have your podcast chair. You. Ha- Oh, you! Do. Oh, that's right. Because I had to, I had to do the tech in the last episode. Or did I? No. Why is it over there? I don't know. I don't know. Was I in this the last episode? Were you? Guys, Dylan has this like swivelly wheelie chair. Yes, it's it the is. nicest chair in the studio. He always <laughs> uses it by far. And somehow I ended up with it this week. You know what's weird too is I sat down in this this white folding chair. And I didn't even think anything of it. I'm just like, oh, this is fine. And yeah, just went straight I normally the episode. Sit, I normally sit on a stool. <laughs> like a wooden stool. Hey, that one swivels too, though. There's just no arms on it. There's no arms. There's no padding. <laughs> no there's back. no backrest. No back. Oh gosh. Well, you know, hey, you you, you get spoiled this episode. You're in school, so I'll I'll let, I'll let you have it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, ah, uh, man. What about you, buddy? Oh yeah. So okay. Um, I know a couple weeks. Well, yeah. It's, it's, I'm trying to pinpoint what what all happened. So. Going furthest back, um, me and my friends, uh, one of one of our friends, uh, shout out to uh, Layla Othman. Uh, she was she was downtown um, or down here in town, in town, in town um, from college and everything. She had her winter break, uh, and we actually got together and did an escape room. And so it was, uh, you know, her, me, Sarah, a few other people. Um, we went there and we we killed it, man. It was actually the same location that we went to for Peter's bachelor party. Um, oh, with the di- globes. Uh, different. Uh, it was a different theme, so it wasn't a. Uh, 
Why Wait, were there the, so many globes when we went? I don't know, man. Like, because we did what was our theme was like Rumpelstiltskin or something. Yeah, right? like, it, was, it was like a fairy tale escape kind of thing. And the planet Earth was everywhere. Yeah, with with ours, we uh, the theme was we're going to a candy shop that's actually a front for a um, what do they call those things? Uh, like a a prohibition bar. One of the one oh, of the, like speakeasy, uh, speakeasy. Like, that's like what Hansel it was. and Gretel. No, <laughs> you're confusing the two. Is that not the hidden meaning That's behind not, that no. story? I, I, you know, I wonder if they did maybe get like a little bit of inspiration. Oh, we just did a fairy tale one and candy. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, they maybe they did have a little uh, brain train like that. But yeah, so it was a it was a candy store front that was that became a speakeasy, and so you had to escape before you know I don't know the cops came to arrest you or whatever. Um, but yeah, we killed it, dude. We we had like I think almost 24 minutes to spare or at least 23 minutes on the clock and they for escape rooms if you don't know they give you an hour to get out of the box and you know wherever else we had uh two rooms to escape in and man we just blew through that thing we killed it so and, and it was awesome everyone had like their own little moments of like oh my gosh i just solved this puzzle or oh my gosh i got this combination so everyone participated it was it was it was a very amazing event good job guys woohoo yes shout out to everyone who was there um but yeah, so that was going far far back um but then this last week that we uh uh, not missed for the podcast, but uh, this, uh, this, yeah, and I'm just, yeah, like I said, podcast Rasta, man. I don't know where how to start this. Uh, recently, me and Sarah celebrated our third anniversary. There it is. <laughs> Freaking knew it. Uh, whatever. All right. But yeah, so uh, Sarah and I celebrated our third anniversary. Good and for so, you guys and good for you. Yes. Uh, on, so let's see, Sunday. Did you say three years? Three years. Oh my goodness. I know, man. Twenty twenty is their third year heck? because we got married in seven I roll. Twenty seventeen, apparently. Yeah. What? No. So Yeah. Wait, we did get married. Yes. So two year? Maybe okay, I think it's two year then. Tech tech no wait. No, because eighteen would be your first, nineteen your second, twenty your third. Okay, yeah. So why did I know what Okay, I, so I was right in third year. Why am I second guessing myself? I, it's like one of those things where it's like we, we stumbled so much, I'm just like, wait, did I get that right? Did I say something wrong? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we celebrated our third, our third anniversary, and so we had a whole like schedule of things lined up. So Sunday, um, and I'll go into detail for each event, obviously, as you know. But let me just lay out the the scheme here. So Sunday, we wanted to go to uh, the Pirates Bay Dinner Adventure in Buena Park. Uh, Monday, we were going to Knotts. Tuesday, we were going to SeaWorld, and then Wednesday, we were uh, coming back home uh, because. Uh, yeah, reasons. But <laughs> it was just like the end of our trip, pretty much. Um, but so what we did is uh, we ended up getting a hotel stay at the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel um, Sunday night uh, after Buena Park. And then we also... What's that like? Is Snoopy in there? You, we actually did. We, we I knew it! We paid to have a little plush Snoopy. And you could have... You actually could have, uh, if you wanted to upgrade your room, because we did get a nice king-size bed, dude. Oh, it was so soft and just comfortable. Um you could actually upgrade your room to be like Snoopy themed design. So like the headboard would look like the dog house that he has and like him oh actually goodness. on top of it. It looked pretty cute, but I'm like, I, I could probably save yeah. the money. <laughs> uh, so, but we did actually, um, when we, uh, we got a little Snoopy plush. So it was like, you know, a few extra bucks or whatever. But I'm like, you know, Hey, it's our anniversary. Let's splurge. Um, but yeah, so we started out the night. Like I said, we drove into Buena park and we had a, we were going to the six o'clock show of the Pirates Bay Adventure. And so what they say, they said on the flyer or on your ticket, show up an hour and a half early because we're actually going to give you guys hors d'oeuvres or like, you know, appetizers before the show starts. So we show up there and like all places, shows, whether you're, whether you're seeing a concert or, you know, performance of some kind, whatever it may be, they, they want to start late for some reason. And so we, we probably didn't get in the doors till maybe about like, uh, our show was at six. We got there 
little like right at 4:30. Um, there was a little bit of a line, and again, we probably don't open the doors till about five o'clock. We get in, scan our tickets, whatever, and then as me and Sarah were standing around like this kind of open bar area, um, they're not really the, the people who have appetizer trays. They're walking around to everyone else who's like just right by the door. And so we're kind of since we weren't like necessarily first in line, we're still kind of in the back of the bar area. And they're just like, again, they're, they're serving everyone else. We're just like, hey, we're over here, too. So finally, Sarah's like, you know what? We're taking the initiative. And so she she goes over, grabs a couple seats on uh, the little booth along the wall. And so we sit down there for a bit, got a couple appetizers and they were OK. It was like this really dry bread with like a, one of those little smoky wieners on top of it. It was like, <laughs> it was like this is an appetizer. But I'm like, OK, Pig, pigs on top of a blanket. Yeah, pretty much. So it was like this weird thing. I'm just like, okay, that's not the worst, but uh, you know, whatever. And so yeah. we start walking around a bit. Um, and we, we actually got this uh, thing called an anniversary package, right? So it was like an extra 50 bucks. Um, and so we get like this little, you know, quote scroll that has like, oh, you know, congratulations to Sarah and Dylan, um, you know, on your three year anniversary and everything. And so it has it dated, you know, the time you came to the, uh, the performance and everything. So that was really nice. Um, you get, we actually got two souvenir cups with free drinks, which, oh gosh, uh, if you ever go to Pirates Bay Adventure, I recommend the Blue Pirate. Uh, the drink anyway um that was very delicious uh but yeah so uh, she i think she got a purple pirate which was actually the pirate we were rooting for um and so you know we got a couple flags uh to root for our pirate team you said and it then, was the pirates medieval adventure yep totally that's that's the one for the sponsor us. the pirates joust on dragons that's <laughs> but yeah so uh we, we we go down there um and like i said we did get assigned to the purple pirate but what kind of bummed me out is part of the anniversary package um you were supposed to get your anniversary announced during the show like they were going to give you a shout out before the thing starts like oh hey congratulations to so and so and this couple and that couple yeah they went through like four or five other people and then went to the birthdays and i'm like those monsters i'm like did they forget like what's going on are they going to do it at the end and nope they can they carried on with the show and i was like well that kind of sucked like i was and sarah even saw me sitting there she's like you know doesn't have to ruin the whole night i'm just like yeah but i paid for that like yeah. you know, so it kind of ruins a little bit like um so i was a little bummed out about that but we did speak to a manager you know i had to pull a karen and we ended up getting our money back for that and i was just like yeah that, yeah i was like that kind of sucked i was like that was i was looking forward to that um but yeah, so you know, we we still had a fun time. The show was great. Uh, we got picture with the the purple pirate afterwards, um, and uh, you know, so th then we went back to the hotel. Like I said, and for the first time in my life, or at least as far as I can recall, I ordered room service. Ooh, dude, let me tell you, I had this this like chicken quesadilla that they they brought in from one of the downstairs restaurants, and also a giant hot fudge sundae. And it said like it said on the menu like four two. So I figured okay, me and Sarah will split that because I was still kind of hungry um, after the show or whatever. Because uh, again, the portions of like the meal aren't like huge. I mean, it's 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 a decent enough plate, but yeah, I was still like I said starving because we had we had actually walked down there from the the hotel since it was just down the street. Um, and so I like I said, I got the quesadilla, got the hot fudge sundae, and holy mackerel, dude! They bring in the sundae. They weren't joking. This thing is a monster. Like, it's probably yeah. as big as your head with, like, the ice cream piling up, the hot fudge all around it and everything. Make me hungry. Dude, oh, so freaking good. And like I said, this is the first time I can recall ordering room service. So I was just, like, super stoked. I was like, yes, I don't have to go down and get the food. It came to me. Like, uh, but yeah, so we, and then that was, that was the end of that night. Um, and then Monday morning, uh, as we were going to Knott's, we actually did uh, include in our little reservation with the hotel we got a breakfast buffet the next day at, at the same restaurant downstairs. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. They had French toast, uh, all kinds of eggs, all kinds of bacon. They had even just little cereal stuff that you want to distribute, you know, get a little bowl, whatever kind of juice you wanted. So all types of good stuff. 
And then, dude, the the thing that was really stalled the show for me was their biscuits and gravy. Mm. Oh, like, and you, you can imagine because the Knotts family uh, restaurant started out with like chicken and like gravy and kind of like that almost almost like down south kind of comfort food because they would want to yeah. feed their workers as they, were, as they were obviously on the farm after a hard day and everything. So they know how to do biscuits and gravy. And oh my gosh, they did not disappoint, man. I heard you're a big fan of biscuits and gravy. Big big biscuits and gravy fan. What's your favorite gravy? <sighs> I I think if I'm I guess depending on what it's going to be on. Obviously, I know with biscuits you want like a sausage type gravy, but I do prefer probably turkey um, on on most things like mashed potatoes or whatever yeah. else. So I, I do lean towards turkey. But whatever they put in their recipe, oh, good job, Knott's Berry Farm. That was delicious. I have not yet found any gravy better than KFC. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm a simple guy. Yeah, and I love that gravy on anything. Yeah, I, no, Almost it's, it's not literally. bad. Like I'm not a picky eater, and that's not a bad gravy. But yeah, whatever they did at Knott's Berry Farm, dude. Ugh. Amazing. Yeah, oh. I would dip my my broccoli in gravy. I would dip an apple in that gravy. <laughs> Just that way I would slide down your gullet faster. <laughs> no, so it'll. Well, I mean the vegetables. My tongue. I mean the vegetables themselves. That that way. You, I like you broccoli. Oh, you do. Yeah. But but you don't. No, that's right. You don't like mashed potatoes. That's the vegetable yeah. you don't like. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So that was Monday morning, and everything was starting off great, right? You know, again, we had the little hiccup at the Pirates Bay Adventure. Going into Monday, we're like, okay last minute sarah reminded me that that monday was actually martin luther king day and so I'm, and we're like oh crud it's a holiday the park's gonna be a little packed and yeah. we're like you know ah uh, well you know in my in my head i'm thinking okay you know people just got done with their spring break you know they maybe already did their whole like you know oh we're gonna go to spring this spring break sorry winter break they you know they just got done with their vacations and everything they probably already did their you know oh let's go to this amusement park type day sort of thing that families usually work out um no, I was completely wrong. Apparently, never go to Knott's Berry Farm on Martin Luther King Day, dude. Yeah. Like, we got one ride, before, and it was like a five-minute wait because we got there right when it opened. Like I said, being at the hotel, we were right next door. Yeah. Um, but, like, holy crap, dude. Even the, like, the backup thrill rides, you know, because obviously, like, you, you Ghost Rider, it's like, you're done deal on a busy day. It's like, that's going to be a two, three-hour wait. Yeah. And so, it's just like, we're not doing that. We have passes. We can come back. But, dude, everything else in the park, like, they literally had to put up posts and rope because the lines were getting so extended. And I'm yeah. talking, again, on, like I said, the backup thrill rides, not even the main ones that they have. They're like Accelerator, Ghost Rider, Silver Bullet, all that stuff. No, they they were just swamped. And I was like, this is freaking ridiculous. And it was just so it was getting kind of busy and backed up there. Um, and then we went on another ride that was kind of small line uh, wait time or whatever. And it just, I, I have to take Dramamine going to a park because I get dizzy real easy. And so after doing this ride, it just like, all it does is basically like spins you around really fast. So I mean, just imagine a flat circle spinning really, really fast. Yeah. But then it starts turning kind of slanted. So where you're angled kind of upward and then you angle downward and yeah. it just kind of rotates like that the whole way and just spinning at however fast, the, you know, miles per hour it's going. That wrecked me. And I was just like, I got a headache the rest of the day. And I'm like, okay, maybe we should, since the park's busy anyway, we got passes, we can come back. Maybe we should just go uh, go down to San Diego because that's where we were staying uh, yeah. in an Airbnb for the, the second half of our trip. And so we head down there. And again, this is why I'm dealing with a headache. Sarah was driving. We get to our Airbnb and we're trying to figure out where to park because apparently right in, the street that's right in front of the place we were staying at has construction on it. And so unless you were going to move your car at eight o'clock in the morning, which I don't like to do on vacation, I don't like to get up early. Um, you know, you were going to get a ticket and you couldn't even park there until after four o'clock. So I'm just like, oh, this isn't worth it. So we, we go down the street a little bit, go to the Airbnb, unload our luggage and we're sitting there. And we're trying to figure out, OK, what are we going to do for dinner? Uh, so we, we saw that there was a pizza hut nearby and we're like, okay, let's go, let's go grab some dinner. So Sarah gets a pasta. I get my pizza. 
and you know, or we, we took the car to obviously go pick it up. And sure enough, like I said, with all the construction going on, our spot was gone when we, when we came back. And so we had to circle around like two or three blocks to try to figure out where we were going to park. Finally, we got a spot and we had to walk downhill and then back uphill to get to our Airbnb because things were just getting so, uh, not getting so busy, but just because there wasn't really any spots. And so by the time we got to the Airbnb, my pizza's cold. Her pasta's kind of like, okay. Cause it's in a tinfoil thing, but I'm just like, yeah. And, and well, the sad part, I, I can't believe we didn't even think about this. The Airbnb did not have a microwave, so we couldn't even reheat the food. Really, it didn't so have just, a microwave. Didn't have a microwave. What? Yeah, I know that that I, that amazes me too. And so it was just like, yeah. So we got to sit there, kind of eat a semi cold dinner, and then I was just like, oh, I was so frustrated because the other part of me, I'm like freaking out because I'm like, I don't know the area. I don't know if anything's going to happen to my my car if I'm going to get towed, a ticket, whatever. Like, because I, you know, we did find a obviously a white curb to make sure that okay, we're looking around, no signs. But I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know the area. But you know, thankfully, like that was probably the worst day. But then Tuesday, whoo, SeaWorld was amazing. We got to see all the shows. We got to see the, the the sea lion and otter show. We got to see the dolphins perform. We got to see, uh, they don't call it the Shamu show anymore, but like the Orca, Orca's Live, whatever the heck. Yeah. They, uh, Orca Encounter. There we go. Um, those were all really amazing shows. Um, I also got a, uh, we got to do like those little touch things where like they have the tide pulls. I got to touch this really, really weird looking crab. It almost looked like it had coral kind of growing on its back. Like it just looked, looked all bumpy and, and like pokey. Like Jones. Yeah, basically, it was it was real creepy looking, and I asked Sarah like, "Oh, do you want to touch it?" And she's like, "No, I ain't touching that thing." But so I reached in the pool, got it, and it's just like, "Oh, like scuttered, uh, skittered, scuttered away, scuttled, whatever." Ran, ran. <laughs> yeah, I just like he using. Crab walked I like away. Using, there we go. I like using fun words, but yeah. So that was it really cool. You to yeah. use such words, and then <laughs> and then we also got to touch. Uh, we had we had sharks in the uh, little again, also the touch tanks and everything. Those were cool. You got to touch the little stingrays as they were going by or the manta rays, whatever the heck they were in that in that tide pool. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of touching involved at this place, but it was all fun. Uh, and then, okay, if anyone else, just just a heads up, if anyone else is going to uh, SeaWorld, I recommend you getting the all-day dining pass through Groupon. It's 20 extra bucks. Every 60 minutes, you can get an entree from like five or six different locations throughout the park, and they serve hefty portions of food. Like you can literally, there was a rib sampler platter we got at one of the places, and that was comped on the ticket. Yeah. And so if you go, even if you just get two or three meals, you've paid, you've more than paid for the 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 twenty dollars back that you added on extra to the ticket for the single day admission. Yeah. Like it was, oh, it was so good. So. Yeah, we stuffed our faces all day walking around the park, and it, it worked. It was really delicious. Um, you know, so again, just heads up. You can split it between two people. Like that's how big these meals are. Did you um, do the rides? We did one of the rides. It was like a, I think it was like the eel ride or something. Um, and then we, oh, and then we also did oh uh, electric eel. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, it was like a roller coaster that just kind of goes up in a loop, or everybody yeah. spins around while while it's doing it. I think we did that one, and then also the. Ma- the Manta, we did that one yeah. as well. Because um, we, we, we both kind of walked into the park and we're like, okay, so what do you want to do? And so we, we determined that we did want to see the, sh- uh, the Orca show. We did want to see the sea lions and otters. Um, the dolphins were kind of on the back burner, but we did, like I said, we did see those. Yeah. Um, and then the rides were kind of like last on the list because uh, we wanted to, like, we would rather encounter or see the animals, see the penguins, everything else before just, you know, okay, well, we got time to kill. Let's go do the rides now. But yeah, it was, and unlike Knott's Berry Farm, going during the winter to uh, SeaWorld, empty dude yeah it was just completely awesome like no wait times on any of the rides or even in the summer the, it's not that bad yeah so like the, the and even yeah the shows themselves it's like we show up and it's just like we had the you know best seating that we wanted if you wanted to go in the splash zone if you didn't want to go in the splash zone like you were good um but yeah so sea world like i said was like the highlight of the trip really amazing uh i definitely want to go back there again and then atlantis is one of my favorite rides ever 
Yeah, yeah. Sadly, we didn't go on that one. Yeah, but all right. Next time, we'll just all go. We'll make it. We'll make a thing of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then yeah. Lastly, so we were heading back Wednesday, um, and you know we're getting packed up. We're all ready to leave. And I was, I even asked Sarah, you know, and again, I just, just a heads up, like I, just so everyone knows, I love my wife. Like this is all just in fun and jest kind of stuff. So don't like credit, you know, crucify me on any kind of, you know, social media for this. But yeah, so I asked her, I'm like, you know, okay, so it's, you know, Wednesday, we, you know, we had to be out of the Airbnb by 11 o'clock. I'm like, okay, do you want to go anywhere? Do you want to do anything? She's like, no, I think we're good to just kind of head home, you know, head back, whatever. I'm like, okay. So we get our luggage, we head back to the car, which again, we had to like park down the street. Cause like I said, construction, and everything. <laughs> so we get back there. And she's like, she's like, oh, hey, do you want to, as, like, literally as I stick the key in the ignition to turn the car on, she's like, oh, hey, do you want to go grab breakfast in Old Town San Diego? And I'm just like, ugh. Like, and in my head, I'm just like, okay, we're going to get home as soon as possible. Like, and we can just, like, you know, go do stuff there and, like, kind of hang out, chill for the day and just relax. And, like, in my head, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm already set my mind on. And then it's just like, okay, you know, we're on a trip. We'll go to Old, Ta- Old Town, you know, no big deal. So we drive down there, and we weren't too far away from the Airbnb. Uh, the Airbnb wasn't that far um, from Old Town, so we, we drive on the freeway, get there, and then you know we're I I parked the park the car in one of the little you know paid parking spots or whatever, and uh, you know I, as I'm sitting there, I'm I'm about to insert my card to get a get a little timestamp to say like oh you have this much time before you get like a ticket or towed whatever. Um, I insert my card and I'm like, okay, or, or literally as I do that, she comes up on the other side of me and she's like, look, if you don't want to be here, we don't have to. And I'm just like, well, it's too late now. I already paid for the ticket. Like, And so we just like, you know, I, I get the a ticket on the dash and we start walking around and, and I'm like, okay, so what breakfast places are nearby? And she's like, okay, there's one up the road here. And so we, we go to that location. I forget what the restaurant was called. Um, but so yeah, we sit in the restaurant and, you know, uh, we get seated uh, and I'm, I'm sitting there, we get, uh, as we're looking at the menu, I noticed like, oh, hey, they got like three or four different types of biscuits and gravy. Like, you know, you can pair it with this food, you can pair it with this, you, can, you know, whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting a biscuits and gravy thing because it's a little mom pop shop. I know the food's going to be good. And so I, you know, the, the waitress comes by and she's like asking us, oh, what do you want? I think Sarah ordered a stack of pancakes. And then I'm just like, oh, I, you know, I want to get this biscuits, biscuits and gravy combo. She looks at me and she's like, oh, we actually don't have biscuits and, biscuits and gravy right now. And I'm just like fire okay like i'm gonna need another minute then so she leaves comes back and i'm and you know i'm just looking around i'm like man i really wanted that so she's she comes back a little while later and i'm just like uh you know okay i'll have the uh the omelet um the the bacon bacon and cheese omelet but can i get pepper jack cheese she's like we don't have pepper jack cheese (laughs) i'm just like oh my gosh like (laughs) okay i'll still take the omelet that's fine like you know so she we don't have omelets yeah like (laughs) that's what i was expecting at this point and so she she leaves she comes back and and then she asked me like oh you know she goes back with our food so you know sarah gets her pancakes i get my omelet she's like oh did you guys uh, did you need any hot sauce or anything and i was like yeah can i actually get some tabasco no way we don't have tabasco i'm just like oh my god like tabasco is the one hot sauce that like hands down i think goes best on eggs and i'm just like Okay, like at that point, I'm just like, what do you guys have here? Because apparently everything I ordered is just off the menu. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, man. I was so just, and what was sad about it is, I know it's not Sarah's fault, but I could, you know, I talked to her later and she's like, yeah, I was feeling just so like, not not frustrated, but just like scared because it's like, she he already didn't want to go to breakfast. Now they don't have anything he wants. Just like, she was in her head, just like, oh my gosh, it's a bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. I'm just like, it's not your fault. You didn't know, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, we finished breakfast there. We we tried walking around Old Town because I know they have like little you know knickknacky shops and stuff, but it looked like most of the stuff was closed. 
So I don't you know, maybe just because it was a you know middle of the week Wednesday, they probably weren't going to open that early. But so we're just like, all right, now we can just head home. So we did that, you know, rested, and now we're here. So I, I you know, got my little my week off from work, which is real nice. But yeah, so I think that was all the highlights of my you know <laughs> two weeks off here. So yeah, that was that was that. That was I know. Sorry, listeners, if it was a long drawn out vacation, but hopefully you enjoyed those stories. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, that was the one thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I'm backtracking even more now because I'm going back to the escape room. We went to <laughs> we went to dinner afterwards, and okay, we're sitting there joking around, doing like Mad Libs, having fun with each other, and it's just completely random because that's never happened to me before. Some lady comes up to me as I have food in my mouth, taps me on the shoulder, and says, "And this is like an older lady, probably like 40, 40 years old plus." And she's like, "You know, it's really nice to see a group of young people having fun without having to cuss all the time," and we're just like. Thank you. Like me, yeah. I have a mouthful of food. I'm like, thank you. Like, they're just like, okay. Like, like it just so dude. What? <laughs> that did not sound like thank you. Just oh now. no, I didn't. Say, I promise, I said thank you. I'm not saying anything. That, that's so funny because <laughs> she comes up to you like, I'm so glad you guys aren't cussing. I, I promise, I wasn't trying to say anything bad. I can't wait to listen to this later because oh, it gosh. was so muffled in all the wrong ways. The listeners, I promise I was trying to say thank he you. He said thank you. I was trying. Take anyway. our word for it. Oh, gosh. That, that was the funny part, too, is I was even joking around with everyone else, like, oh, yeah, what if I just replied to her? I was like, oh, yeah, no, beep. Like, just like, start cussing back as I said thank you to her. But, oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, sorry. Wow. Yeah, I know. My, my, my face, my mouth right now is just, I'm laughing too hard. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You, you know, you, I, I just need to stop. My, my face just needs to shut down for a bit. It just needs to, to go off for a while. <laughs> I don't know. It's like smacking on something. Yeah, I got to do, I got to do something. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness, dude. I'm the expert at smashing faces. Do <laughs> <laughs> you get into a lot of bar fights? What does that no, mean? <laughs> no, nobody smashes their face better than I do. So not smash mouth, smash face. Smash face. <laughs> All right, so explain yourself. Well, like, okay, so I talked about my longboard. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I almost wrecked my face this week. Oh, gosh. I, I was riding on campus trying to make a sharp turn, and freaking all it takes is one pebble to ruin oh, yeah. the path of a longboard. Yep. So I go tumbling, and luckily for me, I'm good at falling. So I managed to get out of this without a scratch, but it, like, flung my Bible and my pens out of my bag, uh -huh. and, like, it was embarrassing. But I, I managed to save myself there. Right, right. Other times I have not been so lucky. We used to do this thing at uh, at our church youth winter camp. Okay. We would do something called mattress surfing. Oh yeah, I remember you told me about this. Yeah. Have I said it on this podcast? No, I don't no, know. I just, I just it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is episode twenty four, and Boom. and it's it doesn't matter because you guys have forgotten by now. So anyway, open your ear holes. You're about to get inserted. Uh, With Luke's words. I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, you can I cut it out. Even, you can cut that out and post. About? I'm leaving mattress, it in. Mattress surfing. I'm leaving it in. Uh, so mattress surfing. So what you do is you create like a mountain of mattresses. You just stack them up, and then so you you make a big stack of like four mattresses or right, so. Right. Like the, and there's just the little the cot mattresses. Yeah, they're, they're thin the mattresses, cabin. and they have like plastic coating around them. Yeah, yeah like so cabin it's, it's a slick surface. Yeah. Yeah. So you get like four of them, then you do three of them in the next stack, then two of them, and then one of them. And what you do is you you jump. And you grab the top mattress from the first one. You just slide all the way down the little mattress mountain. Okay. That was fun. Uh, we wanted to go even higher, though. And they wanted to go higher and higher, so we started sacrificing the decline. <laughs> Sacrifice. Yeah. So we would take mattresses away from the decline. Uh -huh. By the time it got to me, 
They're like, let's just put all of them on the first stack. Oh, gosh. Can you see how bad of an idea this was? I don't remember if I knew they did that or... Just you were caught up in the moment? (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea why I did this. But anyway, so they stack it up. It's like six mattresses high, six or seven, with absolutely nothing on the other side. So I get a running start. I dive, grab the top mattress. What do you think is going to happen? I go on the floor, the mattress hits and stops. (laughs) My face... Scrapes oh. and slides across the floor, and I do what I can only describe as a scorpion gesture as my front feet come and like touch the back of your head, touch the back of my head, and I oh, my somersault gosh. flopping over my face. Oh. And oh my goodness, it was the worst rug burn I've ever gotten, and it was on my face. Uh, and I, I had to go to school the next day oh. with scabs all down the middle of my face. Dude, that sounds like a nightmare. You know, I I do remember there was one time uh, when I was a kid. Me, I went over to my friend's house. I want to say his name was Brandon, and so freaking Brandon. Yeah, it's gonna be freaking Brandon after this story. Uh, but uh, so we uh, we go over to his house, and I don't know why. Okay, do you remember those old um, like Velcro tennis ball catch games that you would get as a kid? It's like you would. Yes. Yeah, you'd have like a little strap on the back of the pad. Where which, are those now, by the way? It's, you it's usually, out of style. Yeah, it's like you usually find them. I don't know, like a cheap novelty store, like a yeah. you know five dollar kid section type of thing but yeah so it's got the little tennis ball and then you got the little the sharp pokey uh paddle that you you would strap on uh, with your uh strap onto one of your hands and then you throw the tennis ball and you catch it that way i don't know why we again because especially considering the fact that we had a tennis ball available my friend brandon decides like oh hey what if we take this uh this bat here and we used the the Velcro handles that we were using to catch the tennis ball. We'll use those as a ball or like a frisbee to throw across home plate, and we just play <laughs> baseball like that. And we're like, oh, you know, as a Wait, kid. Hold on. Yeah. Let me get this straight. You're playing baseball with a frisbee that's actually a paddle. Yep. That's exactly what we decided to do, and kid logic dictated it had to be done because apparently I agreed to it, and I'm like, this sounds great. And so I, I don't know if I remember in the moment telling him, like, you know, okay, don't don't throw any fast pitches because you know i don't that thing's hard i don't want it to hit me but uh, i i vaguely remember saying something along those lines because i know when i was pitching to him and he had the bat i was just kind of giving him soft lobs i wasn't like you know rocking the thing at him sure enough when he gets the chance to be a pitcher i get the bat i'm sitting there you know we're, we're only maybe like 10 feet apart and again this is like little kid reaction time so just imagine i'm sitting there with the bat he takes the freaking paddle and just launches it at me as if he's playing ultimate frisbee Sure enough, the thing just cracks me right in my face, hits the bridge of my nose, and I'm pretty sure my my nose is actually still flat in one spot. You can feel it. Like, and immediately nosebleed. I'm crying. His mom comes out, like, just because she hears what's going on, and he's freaking out, and she just screams, Brandon! Like, just (laughs) pulls me into the house, gets a rag, starts cleaning up my face and everything. I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm sitting there crying because, again, my nose is bleeding. I'm in pain. Like, this thing just got, oh, my, like, I can't even describe, dude. It, like, hurts so bad because it's just... It's hard plastic hitting your your child face nose. Like, ugh. It was it was terrible. I've got a few more stories. Oh gosh. The, these ones are even baseball related. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'll save them for another time, I think. Oh, you don't want to talk maybe, about Maybe we'll revisit them next episode because something okay. special is happening in the Ooh. next episode. Right? Episode twenty five is gonna be special. Episode twenty five, we're gonna have our quarter quell <laughs> and celebrate it with another random episode oh nice. our second random episode ever spoiler alert yeah so i mean <laughs> we want people to tune in or tune in like a radio <laughs> yeah tune in next time but yeah last time we did it was just john and me and right. now this time we're gonna have at least three of us yeah i should be there hopefully my you know overtime and stuff has calmed down at work so i should be good to go 
But in the meantime, Luke, I'd like to entertain you and our listeners with another Am I the Butthole story. Mm. And uh, there's sure to be more because, where this came from on the next one. Yeah, because you know what? You guys deserve it. You, we, we, we've been off for a while, so I want to spoil you guys. I want to give you a really entertaining podcast right now. So, am I the butthole for eating pizza? Hmm. Interesting. All right. I eat pizza all the time. I know. Pizza's delicious. Pizza, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. You don't remember that commercial? Nope. <laughs> what okay. the heck was that? Oh, gosh. I, I'm trying to remember what the actual food was now, but it's like dinner in the morning, dinner in the evening, something like that, supper time. It's like an old classic commercial. I, I remember growing up watching it, but I can't remember the food that it actually was now. It's not DiGiorno. I, it's not nope. delivery. Because, <laughs> again, what pizza wasn't the the item in question. It was something else. It was some other food. But anyway, maybe one of our listeners knows. They can leave it in the comment section. Campbell. All right. Back to the story. Possibilities. <laughs> Close. All right. So, am I the butthole for eating pizza? My wife is a hypochondriac, and today we went to the movies. I I grabbed a slice of pizza. After we went to the movies, excuse me. After we went to the movies, I grabbed a, a slice of pizza. I had been thinking about this after movie slice all day, and soon as she realized I was getting pizza, she freaked out and started screaming at me like a little kid trying to push me away from the pizza place. She was saying how I am going to get <laughs> I'm going to get coronavirus from eating pizza with my hands, even though I used hand sanitizer. Now she won't even talk to me and says I risked her life for pizza and now doubts whether I am suitable to be a father. I promised her that I won't eat any more pizza by the slice or anything like that until the virus scare is over, even though I think it's all a bit ridiculous. She calmed down a bit, but I think she, but I, I think the whole situation is stupid. I can't be expected to live in a bubble because she's a hypochondriac. Am I the butthole? And it says, uh, it does have a little comment. Please don't say she is. I feel like it's either I am the butthole or nobody is. That's very noble. That's noble of him, but I don't know. I still feel like she's a little bit of a butthole here. I like this one because it's so relevant. Yeah. The like coronavirus. Corona. Oh, gosh, man. Uh, I just... I, I, you know what's funny? I go to the outlets a lot, and I, this is somewhat unrelated to the story. And the coronavirus didn't start in China. Is that where it originated yeah. from? There's a there's a lot of <clears throat> like Asian Chinese uh, people who come to the outlets because it's a it's a big tourist attraction, and all of them, every single one, have the friggin' the doctor the doctor face masks. I wonder if they really know that the doctor face masks they're not to prevent anything from coming in, they're to prevent stuff from going out. Like when a doctor operates for surgery, that that's what it's for. It's to keep his bacteria and stuff from his breath getting into the open body of somebody who's being you know cut open and operated on in the operating table. Fascinating. But yeah, fun fact of the day. But again, the whole coronavirus thing, it's like, I, I, again, I know they, they had a, a case of it reported somewhere in, in California already, but it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. So, and I get that. I get she's a hypochondriac and I know like the fear of diseases, whatever else. Yeah. But it's just like, it still seems so ridiculous. It's Dude, just, you should be worried. Remember how horrible it was for all of us when the bird flu swept yeah, through the nation totally remember it, how it changed your life when yep. the swine flu the the pandemic dude i remember abc every other weeknight would be releasing either a a documentary or a uh, somewhat uh, movie based on how quickly this virus is going to spread and oh my gosh the chaos that would ensue and we lived through it man we basically had three apocalypses already nobody even knows about it yeah that's not even talking about the west nile virus oh gosh man super crazy so we're screwed. Yeah, everyone just stay in your houses and lock your doors. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Personally, I did not die 
No. During any of those. Weird. I swear I did. But I also knew nobody who did. Or, you know, maybe I just had bad diarrhea from like Taco Bell or Carl's Jr. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I thought I had the virus, but it was just something stupid. Or maybe the virus itself is stupid. Who knows? But, you know, that's all. Back spe- to pizza. <laughs> Uh, right, so how do you feel about this? This guy's not the butthole. Come on. Not, not at all. It's just uh, like, dude, we just wanted a slice. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, man. I have to go against your, your wishes. Uh, yeah. Like it's, that's not cool, saying you're not suitable for children. Yeah, not suitable to be a... Like, that's... That's, that's a low... That's the lowest of blows. That is super over the line. That's like, you're not fit to procreate. Mm. That... <laughs> that You should go extinct. That's, that's literally what she's saying. Right, yeah. Uh, that's... That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, at a certain point, you have to say, like, like I'm willing to take the risk of a coronavirus <laughs> to be with you. Like, if it, it's, it's such an irrational fear. Even if it's completely legitimate, I'm personally willing to say I would risk it to hang out with a few people. Right. And I'm just, okay, here's my thing, too. I'm, I'm trying to make the connection. Why, like, am I missing something here, like, just scientific-wise, logic-wise? Why is pizza the trigger? Because he ate it with his hand, like what? It, what's the connection between that and the coronavirus? Like he used hand sanitizer, like he said. But what? Like pizza? Pizza set her off. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I, I don't know the whole science. Because again, like I, I think it's because it's a finger food. So it has to. Coronavirus has to do with fingers, just like you, like his own fingers spreading with the contact. I guess like like don't eat food with your hands because you might have coronavirus on your hands. Oh That's kind of the idea. Like if you use utensils, hopefully those will be clean. <sighs> All right, whatever. I'm I'm already over it, man. It's, it's, it's so we will <laughs> we will not officially call her the butthole, but she's pretty close. <laughs> she's at least a butt cheek. It's just not official. Yeah, <laughs> because right. the guy told us not to. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. whatever. So there's with fingers, <laughs> finger quotes. No butthole <laughs> quote today. All right. Well, you know, I think with all that being said. I think it's time for us to transition to the entertainment portion of the podcast. That was beautiful. That was lovely. Good yes. job, Dylan. Thank you. I had to fill in for John because we still miss him. Uh, but he's again, he's getting his premaritals done. So, <laughs> All right. Why does that sound so funny? It, it doesn't. Just, there's nothing funny it's about it. You, you hear the word premaritals, and everyone probably is. You know, <gasps> at least for myself, yeah. Again, thinking of sex of some kind because that's that's the only time I ever heard that word was premarital sex. Like that's. The only time I ever heard it in a sentence, but no, it's that's premarital counseling and stuff. Like he's going through with yeah. pastors and whatnot. Like that's a good thing, but again, premarital triggers. Other I've stuff. been watching some premarital TV. Nice, and that's TV <laughs> when you're not married. Oh yeah. So that's, that's the stuff. only kind of TV I watch. <laughs> premarital. Because you are <laughs> Anyway, bad boy. <laughs> something fun just happened. And this is gonna. <laughs> this is probably only gonna be relatable yeah, so, for like two percent of the population. Speaking of the fun premaritals that you have with yourself, <laughs> Project Blue Book is back. Yeah, everybody's like, "What? What it's is on Project History Blue- Channel? Go check it out." Project Blue Book. It's about. So if you like aliens and conspiracy theories, which I do, this is about the Project Blue Book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you it, again. Yeah. If you know anything about that, that's like the government investigation of UFOs. Correct. Yes. They did a, an official investigation of the stories like Roswell. They went and inter- interviewed people there. All of these different sightings, they did an, an investigation to decide is there is this real? You yeah, know? is there a potential for it, life? This was a big phenomenon back in like the 40s and 50s. It was really taken off. Yeah. So this is all about that investigation. These two guys, a pilot and a scientist, they're, they've been assigned by the military to investigate these things. Mm-hmm. 
It's a good show. Oh yeah, because like of course you know it's it's I'm sure hype you know exaggerated in every way, but <laughs> it's uh, still entertaining. But they're kind of uncovering these things. It's like the government just really wants us to shut people up. They don't really want us to find anything, but we're finding stuff. Right. So it's it's kind of kind of about how they're gonna hide that from the government and continue to investigate to find out the truth. Mm. It's good stuff. Every episode is something new, and they they include little factoids at the end. You know, this episode was based on this incident. Mm-hmm. So it's. Yeah. I'm loving it. Season two just came out. Yeah, I just watched the first episode. There's two episodes out right now. So, and this is on w- which History that, Channel? History Channel, right? Okay, go to yeah, History Channel. <laughs> like that's relevant. Go check it out, though. I I fully recommend Project Blue Book, especially if you like aliens, conspiracy theories. It's all good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I know me and John, we've talked about it too on like other podcast, uh, other podcast apps. We talked about podcasts that we like to listen to, and so I, I'm definitely into like the whole uh, mythology, folklore, alien, like all that kind of supernatural yeah. stuff. It's it's fun to me. Like you know, yeah. cryptozoology. I love deep diving into stuff, like reading about incidents or reports that you know people are like eyewitness accounts and stuff. I'm like, oh yes, give me the give me the juice. Like, give me the juice. That sounds weird, but <laughs> <laughs> give me the scoop. That's what I meant to say. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm totally for any kind of stuff like that, you know, whatever suspense thriller type, uh, you know, crypto, cryptozoological uh, UFOs, whatever. I'm, I'm all for it. So definitely check it out. I, I want to put it on my watch list or whatever. Um, I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to, how I'm going to watch it though, because I did cancel my sling, uh, uh, sling subscription. <laughs> but Ad- yeah. added bonus. But it takes place in the 50s. Ooh. And people love the 50s. They do love the 50s. That was nice. All right. So, yeah, so definitely something to check out if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, you know, keep an eye out for it. Uh, and then also, speaking of more cryptozoological stuff, uh, did you see the Morbius trailer? Because, again, we've been off for two weeks, folks. So there's a lot to talk about. We got I did see the Morbius trailer. Morbius looks pretty good. Jared Leto actually looks better as a sickly vampire man than he did as a... The, the Joker, because that was just garbage. Sickly, he started out sickly. Yeah. By the end of the trailer, he was not sickly. No, he was creepy. But yeah, that, uh, again, like I said, I know we talked about it with um, the uh, the new Mutants trailer and everything in the last episode. Um, I do, I, again, I'm, I'm super excited to see the different types of feel that these other Marvel movies are going to get with like kind of the more horror suspense genre type yeah. feel to them. That's so, kind of been like the biggest criticism of Marvel movies. Oh, they're all the same. They're it's all, all these just like action, big, colorful, it's all just comedy, fun yeah. action comedies. And now they're, they're like, okay, well, you asked for it. Now we're giving it to you. Yeah, we're going to give you some creepy suspense dramas. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, and again, Jared Leto looks like he's the right guy for the Morbius role. So hopefully that delivers well and does not fall flat. I uh, like all the purple flashes. Purple. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call out. And then uh, the other movie I want to talk about is uh, B- the Bloodshot trailer. Have you seen that? Do you know what Bloodshot is? Yeah. No. Yeah, totally. I, I, that was my bad. I, I, I meant, forgot. We, yeah, before I, this started, we were like, yeah, let's just watch it right now because uh, Luke, you know, we'll yeah, I know what's going I, on. This is exactly what I didn't want to happen, but I kind of dropped the ball too because I was like, oh, hey, let me, let me do this. And then I got unfocused doing some other stuff. So yeah, it was just, uh, but yeah, Bloodshot, I'm super excited for. Um, although I will say this, um, as a Power Ranger fan, I there's actually another series that involves Jason David Frank, for those of you that don't know. Jason David Frank is the Green Ranger from, you know, growing up in the Power Rangers from the 90s series, uh, the originals. Um, he actually is doing his, uh, he's part of his own, like, Bloodshot. Uh, it's called Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, and Bloodshot's one of the people in that. And he plays Bloodshot 
crazy good. Like if you watch some of the clips they have, they might have it on YouTube or whatever from certain trailers and clips that he's uploaded on his on his Instagram, his Facebook page. They look intense. Like it's just these crazy fight scenes and whatnot. It's just awesome. And Bloodshot himself is like this the super soldier who like pretty much can't die. Like if he gets injured, like uh, there's there's stuff inside his blood that's already like healing him and whatnot. So it's it's really awesome. Looks like epic. Deadpool. K- kind of, but a little little more intense as opposed to funny. Yeah. So yeah, just a slight switch there. But yeah, it looks really awesome. Uh, again, I, I do like Vin Diesel. I don't hate him as an actor. Um, again, I would have preferred Jason David Frank, but hopefully he can do the character justice. Um, so that still looks good. I believe that's coming out March 13th. So I'm looking forward to that because Friday the 13th is, uh, well, yeah, Friday the 13th in general is always a good luck day for me. So the fact that that's coming out, already is, a good is sign. Is March 13th a Friday? Yeah. How does that keep happening? I don't, it just it rotates because one one year it'll be this month and then next year it'll be that month and then that month it just it goes all around yeah so but uh did you, you know that easter is on friday the 13th this year Ooh, yeah should be good that's uh, that dude that's gonna be super creepy but uh, i mean like it'll be good but yeah uh, it's just weird easter on on a friday the 13th yeah like i said though it's always been good luck for me so i, I have no issue with it i guess um wait for it to sink in that you idiot sorry <laughs> Oh, God, how did I... I'm just like... Because in my... Okay, whatever. He's going to get all super happy and proud about that. Like, in my head, he said Easter, but I obviously... There's still Good Friday, so I attribute that to part part of Easter. So that's why I didn't Fair really... Enough. I didn't really think anything of it, and then, all oh, right, Easter Sunday. Gosh. I got so many people with that with Halloween... I, yeah, I Halloween's, said, Halloween's ending up on Friday the thirteenth this year. Yeah, and I think I think I, remember I, think I was I got there. You. No, that one no. I was I called out for, but I was like, I got th- some this Easter one. It. I'm like, wait, yes, whatever. Now I got to look like an idiot. Well, I guess I get to sound like an idiot on the podcast, <laughs> but I do and that all the time is, anyway. This is going to be saved forever. Oh gosh, man. Yeah, <laughs> unlock my my thank you with a mouthful <laughs> of food. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, but okay, that's what I want. This is I, I wish John could have been here for this. Um, okay, do you have any interest in like the Bond movie franchise? Not really. No, I've seen a few of them. They're not bad, but mm-hmm. uh. do you have any interest in seeing the next Bond movie? Like just just as like you know, just a, a movie. Is that the new actor yet? No, no, no it's still it's. I, I believe is this is Elba going to do it. I don't Weaver? know. They still haven't really decided. Okay. I, I, I'm wondering if they might introduce because uh, in the trailer they there is another double O agent. Um, uh, it's a it's a black f- uh, female actress. Um, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but in the trailer, like she talks about how she's a double O yeah. as well. And so I don't know if um, they're going to like kind of use that to transition Daniel Craig out because this is his last movie as Bond. Yeah, if he'll be coming out and then she'll take over the role or anything like that. I know they did speculate Bond being a female, but again, that's neither here nor there. But again, my, my point is just asking, like, just as a like an action spy movie, or you do you have any interest in possibly seeing it? Like, possibly. Okay, because my, my my thought was since this is going to be the last Daniel Craig one, maybe what we can do is like watch all the different Bond movies he's been a part of, like leading up to it, and then go see it opening weekend or you know whatever. Maybe and then dress even, up as Daniel Craig. Totally, I I couldn't pull off that suit, man. I don't look that handsome. Uh, I mean, granted, he's not the most handsome Bond I've ever seen, but he's definitely better than looking at me. I'll still say that. Uh, <laughs> but what? Eh, eh, eh. Uh, it, oh, so okay. Well, Luke's giving me some compliments here. I appreciate it. But no, so yeah, I was I was just thinking, you know, we if we watch all the movies, you know, we can have uh, me, you, and John. We could all get together and just sit down, and watch the movies. We can have our own uh, our own marathon of bondage. Um, I think that would be really good for us to have together uh, a marathon of bondage. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a while to let that one sink in too. It's funny. I was just thinking about I was thinking about how I got you. 
And I was thinking about how many of those, how many of the listeners do we trick with that one? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I get for being distracted. I come to back to reality. I know. And just, it's a marathon just, bondage. He's, he's sitting there smiling at me, just like nodding his head. I'm like, did you not catch that? All right. But anyway, I think I, I, I do honestly want to do that though. I think it'd be fun. Um, we can just talk about it overall, how the franchise are at least, yeah, the franchise for his series of movies went. Yeah. Um, yeah. And anyway, I, again, like I said, two weeks off, I've got a lot to talk about for movie reviews, so I will do my best, folks, to blaze through this as quick as possible. But I have the review for 1917. Award-winning the, movie. The review for Underwater. The review Not for movie. Bad Boys. Not award-winning movie. <laughs> I keep saying that. And the award... Uh, the award... Dang it, now I'm doing it! <laughs> and the review for The Gentleman. All right, so getting to my list of movie criteria, uh, 1917, definitely something new. I know there's, I can't recall off the top of my head, a lot of movies that are based in World War One per se, a yeah. lot of them World War Two, but even, yeah. even still, there's multiple aspects, multiple stories that you can get. So I give it an A for originality, uh, or, you know, uh, I give it a five out of an A, uh, you know, if that makes sense. Five out of an A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was a really, really good plot, um, the the drama the action of it all really good really good special effects um music really puts you in the moment of like whether they're going through some kind of uh, suspense oh for those of you that don't know 1917 again based off the the british soldiers who had to go stop a uh almost essentially a uh, slaughter that was a trap set up by the germans um they had to, uh, two soldiers had to get across enemy lines to go deliver a message to another colonel who was going to lead an attack uh the following morning and so that's like their journey their story um but yeah so again they have to get across to deliver that message to save everyone's lives um length not too long you don't you don't sit there feel, uh you don't sit there feeling like you're bored so even if it is maybe close to two hours you don't sit there like oh my gosh is this over yet you're like you're not counting the minutes like i said the music really sets up a lot of good uh suspense points and everything else to really build the drama and the the uh the action the climate the atmosphere around what's going on in the scenes uh wow factor wow <laughs> wow. I give it the Owen Wilson. Wow. But, ooh, we should start doing I give it the Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that one. Um, obviously you're going to get the content warning of war. There's going to be violence. There's going to be blood. Um, but I think overall it's fine. No, no kind of, obviously there's no kind of like nudity at any point. There's no, I don't think they cuss too much. I can't recall anything that really stuck out to me. Um, so yeah, if you want to go see a, uh, uh, movie based in uh, a real life story go check out 1917 like luke said award-winning movie great i give it a solid a uh a review yeah um that's a sparkling a sparkly sparkle or is it explosions both both yes both. agreed <laughs> why are you putting the l in there both of them <laughs> both of them. <laughs> all right so my next review after 1970s underwater underwater is the uh another suspense thriller movie with kristen stewart as a underwater scientist her and a few others are in this underwater underwater lab that is uh, starting to have uh sustainable errors that cause them to have to flee the facility and make their way back to the surface but as they're trying to escape they encounter more uh, uh more dangers than they were expecting um in the trailers they do show monster uh, monster creeps trying to come through the darkness at them and so again this movie it's <clears throat> it's one of those things it's only an hour and a half long which is great for movies like this because you don't want something like this to draw out too much and you don't want it to be uh, too little because again we do have our grading point for anything that's under an hour and a half should just be a TV movie yeah. um, and so it hits the mark exactly and I think it's perfect because what also makes this movie great they don't waste any time 
like you see the trailer how it starts off she's you know in the bathroom brushing her teeth and then like boom like the, the facility starts collapsing and flooding that's where you start the movie at like it, it just gets you right into all the action like it's it's like the equivalent of once upon a time there was a submarine that exploded underwater yeah they get you right into it and i really appreciate that that aspect from the director um all the actors and actresses again this is i think one of my better performances from kirsten stewart i know everyone gives her you know the fame fandom just from the twilight movies and the twilight saga uh but i know her from zathura first that's true. She was the, the anybody else. Was, yeah. She was what? Like the sister. The, yeah, slash the babysitter. Sister. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so she, it was, uh, I, I liked her in this movie. She didn't, she, uh, she did a good job performing, um, again on all the actors and actresses, like I said, all around did, did a great job. Um, and so, like I said, the movie itself had a really good original plot had, uh, like I said, hit the length mark, uh, music, music was really good. Uh, special effects, CGI. Um, the only thing that I kind of critique it on, Things I know they're at the bottom of the ocean, so obviously there's not going to be that much light. But it was just—it's it's one of those things where it's like people, I know people can use it as an excuse, but it's, some scenes just get really dark, and it's like I can't even yeah. see anything going on right now. And that was in a dark movie theater. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like it, it gets a little too dark. It's hard to make out at sometimes. Um, so that's my only kind of like critique for this one. But I think overall, I'd still give this movie uh, a B plus, a solid yeah. B plus, possibly even creaking into the A minus level. Um, so go check out Underwater if you're into suspense thrillers. Did you ever um, see Life? I did. Yeah, I own Life. That's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, um, and the weird creature that they find out in space that ends up trying to like uh, you know attack them in the yeah. space shuttle. So like. <laughs> instead of being underwater yeah, in the, space, instead of trying to get back to the surface, they're trying to get back into the atmosphere. Yeah, so it was, again, it's 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 definitely one of those fun things to check out, like if you just have some time. Maybe if you want to red box it, go for that. But again, seeing it in theaters, if it's still showing available near you, check it out. Uh, next movie I have, Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what you gonna do, what you gonna do when they come for you. All right, buddy cop movie. You got Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, uh, once again trying to uh, solve some crime down in Miami. Hey, oh, uh, that's where the Super Bowl is going to be this year. Yes, it is. It's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, so there, uh, once again, it's where the Super you, Bowl was. <laughs> oh, that's right, because this episode will come out after Monday, fact, which we, we do have a fun video for our Super Bowl predictions. Just no, I can't even say stay tuned. You've probably already seen it by now, but Hopefully. did you like it? <laughs> 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 All right, so. Uh, anyway, th this movie, once again, put, uh, puts Martin Lawrence and Will Smith in, in a buddy cop uh, movie together um, to, again, go out there and solve uh, solve the crime of who's trying to kill uh, Will Smith's character, or Mike Lowry, as they like to say in the movie. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, again, movie is really, really great. Dude, the action scenes are well detailed, and unlike Underwater, I mean, I know, again, that one is suspense horror, but uh, this one, having the action, it's really well done, like fight scenes, gun shootouts, whatever else. Really amazing uh, visual effects, um, the, and then they, they put this great amount of comedy in there as well. It's like that's what I love about the Bad Boys franchise, and it's nothing that's like too cheesy or corny in in the comedy era, but they can still put in a lot of good drama, suspense, action at the same time. And so it, it's really, really well balanced. the The score is really good for the different the different scenes as they're going through the the movie and everything. Um, obviously, it's maybe it's it is a sequel, so as far as originality, it's not like super up there. But I would still give Bad Boys another another A review. It's another movie worth checking out if you have the time. Go go see that movie. It's freaking amazing. Nice. And lastly, we have The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. Um, it, it's, it's got Hugh Grant in it. It's got a whole list of characters in this movie. Um, and it's, it's again, people have raved and reviewed about it as being the uh, revival of the gangster comedy franchise of just uh, themes and movies in general. 
I'm just going to start out with this. Go see The Gentleman. The Gentleman is, it's going to get an A plus, and I'm going to explain why, because like this whole thing, like I was just talking about with Bad Boys, this thing's got really well done action. Obviously, it's original. The whole plot of the movie is really great. The actors perform their butts off. Like, it's just, I, I love seeing the whole thing play out, like, and just, you know, Matthew McConaughey has this kind of like a, this drug lord type figure and just uh, like again what all is going on that that's in the trailer that's not a spoiler um but again just all his the comedy from like the henchmen to like the certain situations people get into the whole movie through and through man i want to go back and see it again luke you almost came with me and sarah when we saw it last weekend yeah um i i wouldn't mind going to see it again with you if you really want to go check this movie hey. out because i know i do so maybe when we have free time either some point this next week whenever the gentleman was just freaking amazing and as far as music goes uh oh my god okay so the score itself uh i forget who the composer was but again phenomenal job phenomenal job to really set up just this this story time theme of like you know people going through like discussing what's going on in the uh in the, the plot of the movie um but the one thing I have to say that stole the show and I probably annoyed Sarah to death with it um there's a rapper in the movie uh, uh this this might be a little bit of a spoiler but it's Kanye it's, West yeah no no but again it's his name is uh I, I don't know if it's his actual name or his performance name but Bugsy Malone gives a gives a song in the movie that it's in my head and like I don't want to go into it too much but the the scene in which you see the song on the screen and the time it first hits you I'm a big hip hop fan I'm like Oh my gosh, dude! Like the the way they timed this 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 rap song of his to go up in the movie, it was just freaking amazing. I can't get the song out of my head. I want to hear more and more of this song. I they need because I think it was part of the movie itself. Kind of like how in Home Alone that uh, that gangster movie he kept watching was literally just a movie that they would they set up yeah. and fake filmed for the actual movie <laughs> itself. It's not. Like in Home Alone, that gangster movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wow, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, so okay, if you don't know that 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 movie that Kevin's always watching, then you know, you know, oh, say you're sorry to me. You got ten seconds to leave the room, whatever the guy says, and he shoots people. I'm to death. gonna give you till the count of yeah, ten. There you go to get your filthy. So if you, <laughs> if you don't already know, that's a fake movie. They made that just for Home Alone, and in the same way, like you know, I don't I don't know if they made I don't know if they made this this song to be part of the movie in that kind of regard, or if they will release an actual dropped single track of that i hope they do man because this song is just phenomenal and he like i said he stole the show like again all kudos to the composer for the actual score of the movie but my goodness that song just oh like i was sitting in my chair bumping around like oh i want to just dance right now like it was so freaking great i can't give it enough praise the gentleman a plus 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 go see the gentleman Ooh. oh my gosh great movie i think it is now time for us to transition to sports sports Okay, so we kind of have to start sports off on a, I don't want to say just downer, because that's not how I want to kind of like encompass this whole event. Um, but as most of you know, uh, this past Sunday on, I believe it was January, excuse me, sorry, uh, January 26th, um, early morning, uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, uh, and along with several others, died in a plane crash early morning, uh, like I said, on Sunday. Um so us uh, here a helicopter crash helicopter crash um so us here at the podcast we wanted to kind of honor him um 
uh, with again just a eight second moment of silence there in the episode um and again we just want to again talk about kind of tribute this episode to him um not i don't even know it was so weird about this too is again we we had these several weeks off here and it was just that was unplanned we you know we didn't um we didn't know we weren't gonna be able to record episodes these last previous weekends but uh what's weird is the fact that uh our episode 24 is again the episode where we have to talk about um this tragedy happening and, and kobe's death in general so i just thought that was kind of weird in a sense um I don't know if that was just coincidence or not, but again, just having episode 24 be a tribute to him and what he's done. Uh, we, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of a segment about him. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I wrote a letter. Luke will follow up with some stats just about how great Kobe was as a, a player, uh, person. Um, but yeah, so we're just, again, we're gonna take this time to honor him, cherish the memory of who Kobe Bryant was. Um, yeah. So like I said, I wrote this letter, um, and again, if I cry, I apologize, uh, but you can maybe understand why as I read. Um, Dear Kobe, I know as of late my passion has been football, but basketball has always been my first love when it came to professional sports. When I was a kid, I loved basketball thanks to Space Jam and Michael Jordan, but when I saw you play in the NBA, it was amazing to witness. I was four years old when you got drafted by the Lakers uh, in 96. Watching you play was a sight to see. It was a privilege and an honor to see your entire career play out for my team. Uh, from you dropping 81 points in Toronto uh, to you coming back in a seven-game series against the Celtics in my graduating year of 2010. These are only a few of your amazing highlights from your 20-year career with the team. Uh, but things weren't always great. I know there were some issues both on and off the court that you had to deal with. And I, I don't bring these up to condemn you as some people would try to do in light of your death, but rather to honor you more. Um, when these situations came up, you didn't flee from them. You didn't get angry or, or try to get even. Uh, you manned up to confront your own mistakes and make amends for them, just as King David did all those years ago. Uh, you weren't a man without faults, which none of us are, but you were a man who was able to rise up in the end and overcome them. Your life spans more than just uh, just the basketball court, Kobe. It has impacted a 27-year-old from Marina Valley because of who you were. You never gave up. You were fierce. You were tenacious, determined, but you were also loving and caring. These are some of the qualities displayed in the mama mentality that everyone aspires towards in their lives. When you retired in 2016, the game and the Lakers felt empty, but after your tragic passing, that emptiness has only grown. I pray for your family. Uh, that God's love, uh, I pray for your family and the other families involved in the crash and that God's love would comfort them. I wish I could have seen you play once when you were still on the team, but I look forward to one day balling with you in heaven. I just ask that when you get there, you give me a break, maybe an eight or a 24 point lead to start because I know that you will win the same we did in this life as well as in the afterlife because you are indeed a champion. All of LA and the world misses you. Mamba fan out it's again it's still weird to me to think that Kobe Bryant's gone he was only 41 years old um and it's something that you th you don't really know until it happens because you think about the fact that I never met this man personally um but again being able to see him as I was growing up through my through my life and everything and like I said in the letter just all the stuff that was going on um, both on and off the court and just how he overcame them. He was, he was just a champion, had this great mindset and this mentality. Um, seeing all the different tribute videos of how P 
people would honor him during NBA games in this last Friday night. I know LeBron and, and the Lakers gave a speech uh, pregame and talked about just how amazing he was as a player, a father, um, a f- and a friend and everything else. It's just, uh, it's still hard to deal with. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like when it, when the news first broke, I couldn't even comprehend. I thought it was fake, but yeah, I'm like I said, as I'm kind of tearing up now, I'm still just kind of at a loss for words at times and just, it's still hard to let that sink in that Kobe Bryant is no longer with us. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a basketball fan. Uh, but even, even I was shocked to find out of, of Kobe's death. Uh, <clears throat> he's the kind of player that that has an impact on, on other, other sports fans as well. Right. Uh, and I imagine if this were to happen in my world, mm-hmm. if this were to happen in the mm-hmm. baseball world, how, how big of a shock that would be. I mean, this would be like, like losing Derek Jeter or Mike Trout just right. out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, these, these people inspired a million entire <laughs> generation across the country. Yeah. Uh, to, to be athletic in some sort of way, mm-hmm. you know, people still say Kobe when they shoot trash into the trash can. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the kind of impact that goes beyond sports. Yeah, definitely. Like, and it's, it's, again, it spans all sports, spans all, all walks of life. Just, um, again, I know, uh, even, even I think some of the, when other players from different sports, whether it be football, soccer, you know, more basketball players, um, just entire organizations, en- entire organizations when they found out just, you know, putting up, you know, honorary lights of just, you know, saying like, I think even, you know, for, for, uh, one of the soccer players, he, he was crying when he got the news, um, the, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Mark Cuban, the owner, he said that no one's ever going to wear the number eight or 24 here in this organization. As long yeah. as I own it, just the dude impacted so many people. And like I said, it, that's why I said it spans more than just the basketball court. Just the way the guy lived his life. It's just, it, it's a big loss. And that's, that's all I can really sum it up as. Yeah. Regardless of who the best basketball player in history is, I think it's looking at this response. I think it's safe to say that, um, Kobe Bryant was the most well-respected basketball player in history right he's got that combination of talent and integrity mm-hmm. that everybody's kind of looking for yeah <sighs> man it's like i said it's just it's tough man yeah <laughs> so. yeah speaking of his talent we do have some stats here to right. kind of remember uh what kind of a player he was and one of the one of the biggest things you have to mention whenever you talk about kobe bryant's greatness mm-hmm is his big 81-point game. Right, against Toronto. <laughs> against Toronto in the 2005-2006 season. Yeah. Which is insane. The closest anybody else has come to that, besides one other person, is Michael Jordan, who scored 69 points in one game. Mm-hmm. So he's a full twenty-two point or uh, 12 points behind. Right, uh, double digits behind, yeah. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain is the only one who's ever done better. He, mm. he did 100 points in a game. Yeah. Um, so Kobe Bryant's game was number two on that list, which is crazy. Yeah. During that game, he was 66% from the of the f- Lakers' <laughs> offense that night. They put up 122 points total. He did 81. Yeah. So that's 66% of that. Uh, Kobe is another player. He's he's one of the only players. He's, I'm sorry. He's the only player <clears throat> to have played in three different decades for one team. Yeah. He Could, played. He had a twenty-year career. That's crazy. He's yeah, spanning even, the nineties, the thousands, and the yeah, 10s. like basketball players. There's still that's a sport where you can start really young mm. at the professional level, at the highest level. Yeah, and straight out of high school yeah. is what he did too. That's crazy to me. Ba- you you can't really do that in football, baseball. It's happened before, 
but to have somebody 18 years old on the court is right. crazy. So his 20-year career, um, and like I said, three different decades all on the Lakers. Uh, he's played in the 19th most games in NBA history, which is 1,293. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He has the third most free throws in NBA history, which I, th- I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. He's known as being a ball hog, but he's actually number 124 in his career in, in uh, assists per game, mm-hmm. which is 4.7. Um, that's that's interesting. Michael Jordan is number one with 5.11 <laughs> when it comes to assists per game. Right. So he's, we can see, Michael... Uh, Kobe Bryant is the kind of guy that will put up the number, the offensive numbers that you want. The he'll score, he'll, mm-hmm. uh, but he also he also makes it happen with his other players as well. Yeah, and I think that's that's the biggest reason. You know, it's, that when you combine his effectiveness for how long he played, the guys he played with, and the way he played with those other players, that's why he's one of the most re- well respected players ever to play the game. Totally. Yeah, I just. Again, again, like what five championships? All the MVPs he had, freaking. But he's an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, yes. Again, you know, it's just. I'm sorry, I. I'm trying to not cry so much. I just. Yeah, it's tough, man. Again, just everything the guy accomplished, everything he did on and off the court, it was just a. Yeah, it was truly amazing. Um, again, Kobe, I can't say it enough. We're gonna miss you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd, maybe we should move on so I stop crying in front of the microphone. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll move on to baseball because there's no crying in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> well, not unless you get hit with a Frisbee disc. Or unless you get caught cheating uh, like the Houston Astros did. Yes, they did. Oh, my goodness. This is this is the biggest thing since the steroid scandal in the early 2000s. When right. Everybody started coming forward. And you find out, you know, guys like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, these were all on steroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a big thing. The, the Houston Astros were caught stealing signs. Right. Signs and signals, yep. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what this means. It's not uncommon to steal signs in baseball. I want to make that clear. If right. you have a runner on second base, it's it's not like it's a secret that, it's been done before that mm. the, the guy on second is going to peek at what the catcher is doing and figure out some way to signal his yeah. his hitter what's coming up. That's not unusual. Here's what is unusual. When there's nobody on base and you still have to figure out ways to trick the other team. Yeah. Like it, the, the the way they did this is they put a camera out in center field. Yeah. They started using the live game feed. Uh, so it started out... It, it it it's one of those slippery slopes. It starts out if you have a guy on second base, you know it's it's fair game. It, mm. There's no rule against it. It's a little frowned upon because guys don't like it when it happens to them. Right. But there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Mm. The Astros took it a little bit farther and they started using the video, live the live game evidence, feed yeah. and, and just kind of kind of saying, you know, here's here's the trends that they've got. Here's what's coming up. We're using we're watching the game with you guys. You know, keep. You know, heads up on this. Right. Then all of a sudden there's nobody on base, and they're mm-hmm. taking it a little bit farther, taking it a little bit farther, and now they've got people in the dugout, and they're watching the game in the dugout. And here's what they started to do. They started to tap on the trash can mm-hmm. to signal their batters. You know, if they don't do anything, it's a fastball. If they do one or two, it's some sort of off-speed pitch. Uh, so they start signaling it that way. 
now there's there's rumors that maybe they even had devices on them to kind of right, yeah. kind of give a give a signal as well. Yeah, one of the players I think uh, was reported when he ran to the dugout, he was telling like everyone's celebrating after they won the World Series, and he's like, "Don't touch my jersey!" Like, you know, it's like, why are you getting yeah. so anal about this? Like, um, but yeah, and it's 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 almost like the same thing as the whole Spygate scandal with you know Bill Belichick, or basically yeah. the same thing because oh, this know, is worse. Well, and it, I know I, that's biased as far as, for me. But as far it's as worse. as far as comparison, just because, like I said, yeah. again, in the moment, like you were just saying, if a guy's on second, you know, yeah, you can, like, okay, I I think his hands doing this when they're going to signal for this kind of yeah. change up pitch, this curve, whatever. Um, but you know, again, when you bring the re- recording into it, and same thing in football, like if you if if the coach you know sees the defense or the offense line up in a certain way, he's like, wait, I think I recognize that scheme. They're gonna do they're gonna do a blitz or they're gonna they're gonna pull this. So let's let's call a timeout. Let's re- re- regroup. We'll get another play going. Um, you know, you can do that in the moment. There's nothing wrong with that, like you said. But when you start bringing in the the cameras and the footage, and you like really start studying and like you know taking what they have available, like that's when the cheating aspect comes into play. And so it's just like again, that's what that's what Bill Belichick was doing when he was spying on other yeah. teams during walkthroughs. And then obviously now the Houston Astros, Astros stealing signals uh, uh, during game with like you said the live feed and everything else. Yeah, stealing it from second base is no easy task. Because mm-hmm. everybody's watching you, you got to figure out how to not get picked off, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how to signal your guy without the team noticing. Right, it's nothing easy. And the way I see it, it's a little bit like going hunting. There's, I, I don't want to make it too controversial with some of the uh, animal rights things that are going on, but if, <laughs> if you go hunting, you're just going out there to catch some food. You want to feed yourself. Let's let's stick with this. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a struggle for you. It's a struggle for whatever the the prey is. Right, and and you get something good out of it at the end. It's it would be like going up to uh you know tying a deer to a tree and then just walking up and shooting it. There's no struggle there. There's nothing noble about it at all. That mm-hmm. it, it's just you cheated. Yeah, you cheated. <laughs> that, that's why it's it's one thing to steal signs from second base, but it's a completely different thing to start using technology and cameras on the field. There was a pitcher with the Dodgers. Uh, right. I can't remember his first name, but Wood. I think it's Alex Wood. Okay. Uh, he pitched against the Astros in the World Series. And when this all came came into the light, he said, that's not cool. I would rather face somebody on steroids than mm. someone who knows every pitch that's coming. Right. And that's completely fair. Yeah, because again, it, even steroids have... will give you a, a little bit, f- you'll be able to hit the ball a little bit farther, maybe. That's but still But you debatable. still got to read the ball yeah. and hit the timing. Yeah, there's if a lot more that exactly goes into that. you know exactly what's coming, trust me, if you're sitting on a fastball, you know it's coming. Yeah, chances Swing right are down the you, pipe, you yeah. get it, yeah. So, yeah, and, and there's catchers talking about, you know, it's not cool because you, your pitcher throws a perfect slider on an 0-2 count, and they don't even flinch. Right. Yeah. So, so. it's just, it, and it, it's, some, it's one of those things where it's like, again, that's that's my whole thing with, like, I know, I know I've talked about it with when it comes to f- football, and that's what I keep comparing it to. But like I hate when a sport gets tarnished, like the the legacy of an entire franchise, an entire organization being brought down to like a cheating scandal of just like, well, now the the integrity of the sport has to be questioned. It's yeah. just like, and and again, I know that right now it's just the Houston Astros. I'm not saying the entire MLB is yeah. at fault, kind of thing, but it's just like it sucks because it does bring down the sport in general by putting this blemish on the the entire record in the history books. Because their World Series is going to go down with an asterisk next to it, the same way a steroid player is going to have his name in the Hall of Fame with an asterisk. Oh, he was on steroids. Yeah. They cheated during the World Series. Like that just sucks. Yeah, it's 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 a tough call because they did win a World Series, mm. and while this was going on, yep. And you wonder how much did that play into it. Uh, so the city of Los Angeles has voted. Yeah, the city council. I know they voted. Has voted that. to push the MLB towards. Uh, you know, they they really want that World Series championship just awarded mm. to them, right? And I'm I'm not there with them. I I think that's. 
people who like the city of Los Angeles, I think, are rooting for that. But people who like baseball, I don't think there's a single serious Dodger fan yeah. that is hoping for that because it's not going to fix it. Yeah, it's and it sucks. Yeah, because it's just like either way you look at it, it's either they keep their which it sucks because again, I just like I said, the whole cheating thing. I I hate the fact that in sports, you know, you know, you you're taught when you when you get raised up in sports and you just in life, you know, cheaters never prosper. That's that's a phrase I I heard a lot growing up, but it seems like. Nope, apparently cheaters do prosper because, like, regardless of whether or not, you know, I mean, again, obviously they, it was confirmed that they did cheat. Um, you know, they still got to go down in the record books as the World Series team. They won it. They got this. They got their bonuses, whatever else. Um, and, you know, they, they get to go on living their lives. Even if there is an asterisk next to it, it's like, well, we still got the trophy. Like, at the end of the day, like, they still have yeah. it. And it's just like, okay, well, at the city council, they, they threw the submission to the, the MLB to try to get the, the role, uh, not the role, but the, the championship reversed to go back to the Dodgers. But then it's just like, okay, well, what did you really win? Like, you submitted it. You have the award now. But then everyone's going to say, like, oh, well, that's just because they got caught and they did yeah. this. Like, it's, it wasn't, like, necessarily you you beat them in four or you beat them in a seven game series it was just you happen to get it on a technicality which it's just like what's what's the lesser of two evils here it's yeah, just nobody wins here no uh, nobody wins even these players i mean you know sure they have a world series trophy but what does that mean it's a hunk of metal and they don't even have it in their homes i mean it's like it's in their stadium at this point right uh it, it means it means nothing to them the they're going to be the enemies of every player in the mlb now yeah they, they, there's they, there's nothing good about this situation for them. Nope. And we'll get into this. They they have not pinpointed any specific players yet. Right, but, but it, yeah, the handful, hammer is coming down got. on the coaches. We have uh Carlos Beltran, he's been fired. He just got hired with the Mets as the head coach. He's, <laughs> he's done. Uh Alex Cora went on with the Red Sox. Okay. He managed the Red Sox and won the World Series with them in the following he? year. <sighs> and he has been fired from the Red Sox now because he was involved with the Astros in 2017. Right. Uh, then you had Leno, Hinch. Uh, those guys both got fired, so now the Astros have a brand new coaching staff. Gosh, man. Uh, yeah, and it's only a matter of time before they start f- figuring out which players. Yeah. You know, I, it, it, there's speculation that when Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve come back and they, they meet up with each other for uh, spring training, it, eventually there's got to be a point where they're going to have to say, we messed up. Right, yeah. yeah. Sorry. And it's it's like, you know, I, I kudos honestly kudos to the owners of these teams who are just getting rid of these coaches cuz I think that's an that's an honorable and an integrity move for them to just be like, "No, you know what? You yeah. you were involved in something that's horrible, horrible for the sport, horrible for the franchise. I don't want you any to be any part of my team." So, again, shout out to the owners for doing that. Um again, like I said, big integrity move, so you get my respect on that that note. Um, you know, by by doing that. Hopefully they weren't involved like, a, you know, the owner of the Astros cuz obviously he would stand to benefit from them doing it and then he can be like, oh, well, yeah. you know what? You're fired and just make it look good in the public. But yeah. hopefully he didn't know anything about that. But regardless, they, they all got the axe, like you said. So, you know, good good on them for firing them. Uh, and then again, for the MLB, I, did any of them get like bans from the actual sport or no? You said some of them got coaching so. jobs? No. Okay. Uh, I, I They're not going to get hired. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, we're not. The, talking- play- the players will continue to play for sure, no matter yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cheated. Yeah, baseball's got lots of cheaters. Yep. Um, they're not going to get suspended in de- if permanently because of something like this. Right. Uh, but it's definitely going to put a dent in their career. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, uh, one highlight. I don't, I don't know much else that's gone on with the Angels, but like I said, since we've been gone for two weeks, I'll keep reiterating. We got a lot of old stuff to talk about, uh, or at least this one note for uh, the Angels. We got uh, Matt Andres, Andres, Andres from the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks, and he's a pitcher, right? Yeah, yeah. As so, far as I know. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as far he's, as we know. I uh, say that I, kind of as a joke. It's like he's another okay. no-name guy. Like uh, I don't know who he is. <laughs> okay, because I that I know that's what I keep complaining about on on the podcast. I know we picked up a couple other offensive players, um, you know, during the offseason here, and I kept saying like, okay, we need pitching, we need pitching, we need pitching. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure how good he was. Um, I just I know I saw posts about it. I'm like. Maybe this could help, but your reaction kind of has me on the fence still now. I, I'm just I've like, never heard of the guy. That's oh my gosh. point. Like, it, if we could, when we got Otani, it was like finally. That's a name. That's there a, is a name. Yeah. <laughs> we got somebody of a high caliber in the pitching position. If we could just do that more, mm. Ugh. yeah, we, we definitely still need pitching because we we got it. We got to have. We these. made another off season deal for a catcher. <laughs> Every single season, man. <laughs> Uh, it's just a curse, man. They're cursed with getting catchers the same way the Chargers are cursed with never going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. We've got Joe Madden as manager. I mean, now. we did go to the Super Bowl, but we're never going to win one. We've got Joe Madden as man- manager now. So Mike Social was a catcher. Brad Austin <laughs> was a catcher. Joe Madden not a catcher. <laughs> Maybe we can get rid of this obsession with catchers now. All right. All right. Well, yeah. And uh, speaking of the Chargers, um, yeah, kind of a another low note, um. Uh, Antonio Gates, man, he's calling it a he's calling it a career. He's again, he, yeah, <laughs> he did retire and he got called back from the Chargers because we had no tight end. But yeah, he is officially retiring now as a tight end of the NFL. And um, what's cool, one of his most notable records, he has the most uh, touchdown receptions by a tight end. So he he passed Gonzalez, I believe he ended with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 118 on his final record. Yeah. Um, and I don't know the yards off offhand, but I I know he'll definitely for sure be in the Hall of Fame because he was and just that will stand until Travis Kelsey passes it. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> the way things uh, are looking, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, he's got Mahomes throwing to him, so yeah, that's yeah. definitely you know breakable. If he plays long enough. That's definitely breakable. I know with everyone would talk about you know Gronk being better than Gates. I honestly wouldn't give him that much because just with how injury prone he was, like oh well, if he stays healthy, well he's not staying healthy. That's the problem. So, yeah, I'll say like. In Gronkowski's prime, he was better than Antonio Gates in his prime. Mm. <laughs> like, it, it, I, I don't think there was anybody who was better than Gronkowski in his prime. And I, I mean, maybe at any position. But I, I, again, I think what the problem comes down to is the fact that, like, you know, in his prime, when he's healthy, it's always yeah. these stipulations. And yeah. because he never was. And that's was, why I would he, never give him the career title. Right. Yeah. And that's why I, I would still give a leg up to Antonio Gates. The fact that he played so many games, he was so consistent, rarely, if ever, injured. Like, the dude was just a beast and he was a monster on the field. Because, again, you would, I mean, he maybe he wasn't, like, throwing defenders off him the same way Gronkowski. Gronkowski would, but he was still a tough guy to take down. It's like when he's running a route, like he's getting the ball. You're not taking that from him. Um, you know, again, it just it's one of the things where it's like I really wish that you know, I know Tom Tomlinson retired, you know, he was the running back for the Chargers. Uh Gates, you know, he's retiring now. Those are two guys who should have gotten rings with the Chargers. Like they put in so much time, effort, energy, just yeah. their life. They should have gotten something, man, because they just they they deserve it with their career as again. Both the, uh, Gates will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tomlinson is in the Hall of Fame. Like they, they deserved a ring, man, and they just it sucks that the franchise couldn't do them justice. And you know, so sorry, but again, Gates, sad to see you go. Um, and then also another shocking retirement: Luke Keekley from the Panthers, dude. He, I believe, he's only like 28 years old, and he's retiring from football. I'm just like that. That and like it, I don't know what it is with the Panthers. They're doing these changes. I mean, granted, I guess like the players retiring isn't necessarily like them doing it, but yeah. the Panthers have been a a hot spot for weird things I didn't see coming because like we talked earlier in the other episodes, they got rid of Ron Rivera, who I thought was a great head coach. I don't think he deserved to be fired with again, all the injury issues and stuff that was going on with, with the team just, you know, this season, like, I mean, it wasn't, was the best record they've ever had. 
obviously not, but yeah. I still think I would have given him one more season before, you know, giving him the axe. Um, again, like I said, Luke Keekley retiring at such a young age, um, from the game of football. Uh, he's, he was there. One of the like pro bowl backs that they had, uh, as a linebacker. And then the other thing, uh, that was just announced too recently, Greg Olson is no longer be with Panther. They've him and the franchise have agreed to part ways, you know, again, yeah. the same way it's like, you know, they agreed to part ways with Ron Rivera, but it's just like, Greg Olson was another top tight end. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, at least top 10, maybe even top five if he was, you know, had a good quarterback throwing to him. But it's like he was a consistent player. Like, wh- why are all these people going? Like, I, I don't know, man. It's some with the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if there's something in the water, but <laughs> like they just oh, keep. Man. We what? should probably mention Phillip Rivers, too. Yeah. Oh, thank God. That's the one good thing that's coming out of this <laughs> offseason is Phillip Rivers is they did not sign him. They're not committing to sign him as uh, the Chargers bases. So and there's speculation he might go to the Colts. That's what I'm seeing yeah. reports of uh, initially. But then other things that I, I oh, shoot, I was seeing an article as far as Brady goes, because I know we've speculated him possibly coming to the Chargers. Did um, you see his Instagram picture? I did not. There's a picture of him in the tunnel at uh, Gillette Stadium. Uh huh. But you can't tell if he's walking in or out. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yes, he does. I, like, it, things are getting interested, in, interesting there. And, like, let's cover the Philip Rivers thing first, then we can dive into Tom Brady. Um, uh, with with Philip again, like him him leaving, or no, it was Tom Brady we were talking about. I think it was articles I was seeing for him. That's what, that's, that's what it was. Uh, uh, I guess, like, him and his, his wife, Giselle, they're looking into schools, I think, around the Tennessee area for their kids. It's oh like, really? That could you know raise some speculation because it's shoot Dude, if he that gets, would be such a good match. I hope he, it doesn't happen. I don't. I don't want it to happen either. But shoot, man, that the Tennessee Titans do have a great offensive line. They're not going to start Mariota. Tannehill obviously didn't really pull it through for him in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's just like they still need a quarterback. Tannehill's like, no Brady. Yeah, he's not <laughs> Brady. Imagine he's not Brady by by any means. And shoot, man, if you give you give Tom Brady the 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 receivers they have on the outside because AJ I believe it was AJ Brown on the Tennessee Titans. He was a breakout yeah. receiver this year. And then he's got Derrick Henry in the backfield. I mean, shoot, like they'd be set. They already have a solid line. It's like, man, he'd he'd be in a perfect place, which sucks to admit because I was hoping for him to come to the Chargers. But and the coach played with the the Patriots during that's true. Vrabel, he's he's off yeah. the Belichick branch. That's so. why I I didn't know about his his children and you know looking for schools for his children. Right. Out there. I think it's happening. Yeah. Now it's, it's it does seem more and more, which sucks because now the Chargers like and I. God, I can't tell you how many years, Luke, I've been saying this. Me and my dad both have been saying since Rivers was like 35, 34. Like, you know, he's show, he's, we need to have a, a good, solid backup underneath him because when the time comes, we need to be able to transition. And the Chiefs did it with Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be set for the next freaking 15, 20 years with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes as their quarterback. We have Hopefully. nothing. We have nothing. We we have Tyrod Taylor on our bench, but it's like he got he got sent away from the Bills, so it's like he wasn't a good enough to, good enough quarterback to start there or you know keep his uh, starting position as a quarterback in any franchise. And now it's like we don't have anyone on the bench to come up after Rivers and be like, yeah, I totally got this. Put the team on my back. I can carry us to the Super Bowl or you know again carry us into the playoffs at least. And just like now we have to draft a quarterback fresh out of you know college and hope that he can try to make do. But it's like, yeah, we're in for an awkward few seasons. We're, dude, it's, it's going it, to get really bad. It was bad before when we still had Rivers as a quarterback. It's going to get awful. It's going to get really bad. But hey, new stadium. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Whoopty friggin' do. Because it's like, that's the other thing, too. I guarantee you the Tennessee Titans could probably offer Brady a lot more money than the, the Chargers could. Because the Chargers yeah. have never been known to spend a lot of money on their players. Brady, you grew up here. Just come <sighs> back. Yeah, he, he he is from California. So that's that's the only thing we can try to, like, bargain with him. Like, yeah. you know, come back to your home state kind of thing. But In a brand new stadium. Yeah. 
then that's that's going to be the only th- benefit for us is that it would sell a lot of tickets. But it's yeah. just like, I don't know, man. It's I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But I think that's the end of our podcast, uh, episode twenty four. That's a wrap for us here at the at the studio. I hope the Super Bowl was good. Yes, we were hope the it was. Simpsons right. Hopefully, it was not a freaking Rams and Patriots Super Bowl because that was garbage. Ten to thirteen was awful. I don't care what anyone says. That Super Bowl sucked. I should have gone to the amusement park because I know it's supposed to be empty on those days. Oh, anyway. you can't call yourself a football fan if you go to an amusement park on a Super Bowl Sunday. <sighs> I'm just saying, in hindsight, if I knew that was going to be the outcome of the game and it was going to be that, I boring, still would have watched it. Nah, hell no, I would have gone, man. I, I will if, not miss if me if me knowing now that that was the Super Bowl that I was going to have to watch and endure. I would have been gone. I will not. I will not miss a Super Bowl if it's within my power. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, like I said, that's it for us here at the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and hope to hear from you guys next week. See ya later.